good evening, folks, and welcome to the 58th episode of the Sawdust Nation podcast with me, the new guy, Nat from Naps Naughty Works and Nick from MPG Creations and your fellow friend Josh from North Country Woodworking. Do you have and to at remember this point all time, that or were you reading that? <laughs> I was kind of reading it because, you know, at this point I'm screaming in my head, I'm new, I'm new, I don't know what to do. Uh, so, Nick, why don't you talk about our sponsors? Oh, right you are, sir. We want to give a loud thank you to Total Boat TB. Get on that boat, the Total Boat. Those guys have it all. I'm talking varnishes to epoxy to wood filler. You name it, they got it. Check them out at Total Boat on the Big IG and www.totalboat.com on the World Wide Web. And last but not least, I want to thank JTech Photonics for their continued support. Yeah, head on over to jtechphotonics.com. Tell them Nick sent you. Boo-boo. But yeah, other than that, oh, I know what we got going on. We have some new Patreons. We In do. fact, we have one particular Patreon I would like to talk about. We want to talk about Ben Warren. A huge thank you for joining us on the Patreon account and uh, your donation. Uh, and to the rest of the Patreons, again, thank you for signing up and your continued support. But with that, I do want to know what's going on in Naps Workshop. Well... Some of it's kind of the same. Some of it's kind of new. Uh, We finally got the final pieces to our large order of plaques with me and Nick at MPG Creations. All 60 should be complete, hopefully by this weekend, I would assume. Uh, We're rocking and rolling. My kid's here again. What's up, Zane? Knuckles. All right, dude, go watch your cartoons, please. I'll give you more cookies later, dude. Go. (laughs) I'll tell you what. They come in at the wrong times. I tell you what. But hey. So I'm going ahead and I'm finishing up that MTI or military training instructor hat stand uh, just because it, well, there was no time limit on it. And I was like, hey, uh, I'll finally finish it up this week. I just got to put felt on the bottom so it doesn't scratch their table when they slide it across the table. Um, I got commissioned to do something new, uh, something I'm not used to. Uh, I have a two handgun gun box uh, with America flag on the front. America. I got a little bit of advice, a little bit of tips and tricks uh, from Josh uh, as far as a magnet to keep it secure and safe. Now, mind you, safety is key with these things because if they've got kiddos, you don't want them getting into it because, you know, they like to get into everything, get on chairs and whatever the case may be. But I ended up getting this uh, awesome sensor magnet lock uh, from Amazon. Hopefully it does what I want it to do. It should. Does it work off rare earth magnets? Uh, I don't know, but I know those are some pretty strong magnets, so I probably should check that out. Uh, but it looks kind of like a latching system because it's got like this little notch right here. So I would assume it kind of latches onto it. Is it a oh, card or anything they give you to like unlatch yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's got a card. It's got three little like uh, key fob type things you can put on mm-hmm. a keychain. Uh, so it's got four and a half stars, I think. And I'm hoping it works out pretty well. And then I've got four. So this seems to be a common theme now. So I got some folks that are becoming new military training instructors. And they're asking for what's called a hat press. They wear two types of hats. They have a straw and a felt hat. Well, they're felt hats. They tend to warp in this awesome San Antonio weather. So they'll have me go ahead and make a press that keeps them flat until they need to wear them. Uh, I got one oak, one, uh, two cherry, and one walnut. Hmm. And I'll tell you what, the cherry and walnut ones, they cut, they're beautiful. I love the grain on those ones. Even the oak ones come out really nice. Uh, and for those of my f- friends here, Uh, that love oak so much it is really uh, a bee to work with if you will because it likes (laughs) to cup and bow and splinter but other than that i think that's all i got oh and i started leather working too there is that 
Um, oh, whoa, whoa. You can't, you can't just toss that out. Hey, yeah. you know how it is. Sticks and stones break his bones, but whips and chains excite him. He's got all that leather. <laughs> you making a zipper face mask over there, or what do you got? Of course I am. I mean, yeah, we won't go there. That that That's secret stuff. That's between me and you later. But I see the swing in the background. There's no secret. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Actually, that is... That may or may not be the starts of a swing, okay? No, but that's actually a really big black piece of leather. I love woodworking and things, but I figured I'd expand and start doing a lot of multimedia because I work with glass, I work with wood, I work with acrylics and things. But I finally was like, okay, my customers are starting to get into like, hey, can you make this leather hat strap that goes to their hats? And I was like, well, no, but I can figure it out. And I kind of just started working on that stuff. So, uh, But that's really all I got going on in my shop. I'm looking around because there's stuff literally everywhere in here. Uh, oh, I sent it to Cancer Box out as well. So that was also gone. And the customer loved it. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I love the look on a customer's face when they get it and they go, man, this thing is awesome. Yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. It totally makes it all yeah, worth all it. Well, sounds like you've had a busy week there, Nap. I did. What about you? Yeah, with staying in Texas, go with Nick. What do you got going on? Oh, man. Longhorn State's got me going. I got this. Oh, wait, wait, wait a minute. Yeah, okay. I can listen to that. <laughs> okay. Uh, I've, I just received my upgraded stepper motors for the old hybrid X-Carve that I have. So I'm about to supercharge it. I know before I talked about upgrading my machine and talked about getting new stepper motors, but every time I went to buy the 212-ounce uh, NEMA motors, they were always out of stock. So I finally got a hold of Inventables, and they were – you know, they had them in stock and they were willing to, they were willing to deal with me since I'm a TBD customer or I was a TBD CNC customer before they got absorbed, Mm -hmm. but they gave me preferred pricing due to that fact since I've had to wait so long because I was one of the last orders that uh, uh, Luke from TBD CNC had before he got absorbed. So I was like, I was pretty much just depleting the rest of his stock that he had of for the upgrade and then he didn't have any motors. So, but the key thing is with these motors is they have the adapter on them for the, uh, the wires that I already have. So I don't have to do any mm-hmm. wiring up or soldering. So that's, that's always a plus. It's an easy swap in it, easy swap out. Um, so much as plug and play. So I can't wait to get those on there. I'll put them on there tonight. As soon as I'm done with, do the you podcast. have to go in and mess with any of the settings because it's, uh, more capable? I don't think so. I think that they're just. I th- I'm pretty sure you don't, but I don't know. I, I guess I'll look on the forum before I go ahead and run the, the darn thing. If I were you, I'd probably run a cycle, like a homing cycle, just to see. <laughs> yeah, before it slams into that homing position <laughs> in our project. Well, I I don't slam have it at home, man. I don't have anything set for homing. Basically, well, I'd run a test car because, like, yeah, this- installation. This is what I'm thinking. Uh, at least the way I use mine, uh, I go ahead and use, you know, like the, was it one millimeter, 10 millimeter, whatever, um, when I'm moving things. And it, it's going off of basically the stepper motors that it knows it has. So if you put an upgraded, you know, more powerful stepper motor, is it going to still, uh, you know, go that distance or go, you know what I'm saying? There might be a displacement between this stepper motor and the other stepper motor. Yeah, I don't know. I got to check that out. I, I I see what you're. I smell what you're stepping in. So I'll have to I'll have to run a test. But um, roses. But 
Yesterday, I actually got to have a uh, teleconference with Mr. Zach Kaplan. He's the CEO of Inventables. Talked to him about his new X-Carve Pro and how they're marketing it and how it's 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 a pretty robust machine. I just um just got to chew his ear for about 30 minutes about uh all the cool things it can do and uh so that was pretty interesting. Um and exciting cuz he he was actually on my Instagram page while we were while we were talking and he was like pointing stuff out to me and asking me questions about my work. So uh it was pretty engaging. And then um obviously I'm working on that project with Nap. I've got about 30 of those uh plaques that I'm about done with. I just have to laser etch the maker's marks on the back. On top of that though, I'm working simultaneously on another footlocker and another uh this time it's a E8 in the Air Force Senior Master Sergeant uh, Chevron shadow box. So that's going to be interesting. Uh, this time they don't want lights in it, so it's kind of going to be a little faster. Otherwise, though, it's just your typical normal normal week. I'm getting Etsy orders. Uh, just literally while we were having a live event, had two Etsy orders come through. And then I have another individual hit me up last night for an American flag plaque, which, you know, so business is steady, right? Last but not least, uh, I really think that we should mention that congratulation goes out to uh, Platte Valley Woodworks for winning our live event that we had on YouTube. Uh, they took home some pretty cool stuff. They got a Sawdust Nation podcast laser etched uh, beer mug or soda mug. Mm-hmm. It, it, we're not discriminating. You can put whatever you want in there. All right. Um, and they also picked up a Orca Abrasives uh, pack of, of uh, sandpaper. So... Congratulations. And one other thing. What's that? A 10 millimeter. Oh, yeah, that's I didn't know you were serious about that, but yeah. Oh, want, absolutely. It's they going. want a 10 millimeter socket. It's one of the most elusive tools in the garage. <laughs> it even disappears <laughs> more so than tape measure. So But uh yeah, I think spray painting that gold and sending it out. Spray paint it gold, right? But then put it on your uh your glowforge and like etch a little something on it. Just special. <laughs> Hope it fits. Hope it fits your nut. <laughs> oh man, you could do that. You could do that. I, I personally, I think we mentioned it on the live is the break glass in case of emergency, uh, ten millimeter socket holder. Um, but anyway, about my shop last last and I'm done. I swear. Um, I ordered a new dust boot from Pone CNC. I'm waiting for that to ship. I cannot wait. I'm so anxious. You know, finally, I will not have to dust hose off my CNC after every job. That Inventables dust boot that I got that came with the X-Carve, it worked for a while. And then, you know, stuff happens and it just started coming off all the time. So I upgraded, got the best of the best Pone CNC all day, baby. Anyway, what about you, Josh? What's going on in your shop? Well, so kind of continuing the wine rack. Um, that build is going on. I got the throw plate in and I got it set up. So I've been utilizing that, um, basically putting things together and making sure they fit and make sense. Um, I have a whole bunch of orders that will be coming in. Um, if you remember a while back, I was talking with a realtor and they ordered like, I don't know, I think it was like 15 signs for me. And uh, they just hit me up again for 15 more signs. So I'll be cranking those out, and basically what's going to go on them is just um, the client's name, 
So whatever the family or whoever bought the house would go their name first and then the address and the date. Um, and then her name goes on the very bottom, pretty small lettering. What are you making that out of? Cherry. I throw them on some cherry. Uh, they get carved out. And basically after the carve, it carves majority out. So I have to go to the bandsaw, trim it up there, and then to the router table to finish it off. And then, of course, some Odie's oil to, you know, give it that nice luster. But uh, yeah, so I have 15 of those signs. I have people, you know, talking to me about a range of different projects. I got a client that wants a a sign above their uh, newborns, their name, and they want it like 50 <laughs> inches uh, long. So it's going to be bigger than my CNC. So I'm going to have to do, um, you know, a step-by-step and step it through, which I'm going to actually do a test carve and do one for like either one of our kids or like, you know, for the Plowski family or something similar. That way I can, you know, make sure everything's working right before I throw in a nice piece of wood and <laughs> not do it right. I have a whole bunch of other stuff in the docket. Basically, I'm pricing out, talking to clients with. But uh, one of the coolest one is that uh, the ammo crane I'll be doing. It's going to be pretty cool. I'm learning a lot from what Nap did with his and uh, be putting a wine bottle in there with two uh, necklace wine glasses. So it's going to be a little bit bigger uh, than originally planned, but uh, it'll give me more room to put some more detail. So that's always a good thing. And, uh, you know, it sounds like the person they came to did a phenomenal job and it's a good going away gift. What else? Mm. I got a new truck. So that's a big step up. You guys all have uh, heard me complain about having to use my Nissan Rogue to haul wood and some of the crazy things I've had to do with that to make it happen. Now, you know, I don't have to worry about that as much. So that's going to ease a little strain, especially when it comes to getting wood. And I won't have to stock up like crazy like I have been. That, that's going to change the game. I'm going to clean up the shop with what I have and I can start buying pieces Obviously, I'll, I'll keep buying the walnut, you know, the cherry, the basic stuff and stock up on that. But anything crazy, ridiculous that I'm like, well, if I don't get it now, I probably won't be able to get it later. Like plywood. I want to buy like five sheets of plywood. <laughs> I could buy one and get, you know, if I need another one, go back and get it. So it's a little stuff. I'll be pretty excited about it. I got a question for you. What's I up? do have a question for you about. So do you still go to Diamond Hardwoods? Um, I've been there in a while, but that's where I've been going for most of the hardwood needs as far as you, like, you know, have stuff. you seen if they sell Baltic birch there? I'm pretty sure they do. When I think about the pamphlet I have, and I, I'm pretty sure they do. They have a pamphlet now? They have a pamphlet of like what they have generally in stock, but the prices are not on there. The prices well, yeah. are in that big black binder they pull out every time. It's like gold, so, man. They, they Their prices are, they fluctuate day to day. They do. It's a good place to go, uh, especially depending who you get. But I, I really do wish there was a closer one near me that was kind of more reliable on the pricing, where I can kind of price it out and expect uh, <laughs> a certain price. Um, right now, when I go, it could be between a twenty dollar difference, depending. If you call them, they'll and you tell them like a board footage, or you tell them like if it's like four S four or you know, excuse me, S four S. They'll tell you what yeah. the, what the cost would be per per linear foot. 
They do, but I've also shown up and it's been cheaper or a little more expensive. So it's just one of those things where I have to be kind of careful of my pricing with them. I like to get, you know, slabs and work with those because honestly, I can get whatever I want out of the slabs. And I go to New Jersey Wood Forever. I've been going to them since I started. So I have a good rapport with them. You know, uh, great people up there. You know, the slabs that they produce are great. And now they have a kiln, which they can dry their own wood. And they're producing some forest for and other, um, you know, they're actually doing projects within their shop they have up there too. So um, I have some options. One is about 30 minutes away. The other one's about 45, 50 minutes away. Um, so either way, I'll be traveling to get my wood. But yeah, that's So that's they're putting it. out dimensional stuff now, huh? They are. That's um, awesome. It is. And I wish they were closer because if they were closer, that would be my go-to, honestly. Um, because I, I know them personally. Um, they have great stuff. Honestly, he, in the beginning, helped me out a lot because I remember the first time walking to his yard and like he's like, what do you need? I'm like, hardwood. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he, he sat down, we talked, he, he taught me some things. And uh, the guy is a master craftsman when it comes to woodworking. Um, he's been doing it for years. He's done things for the uh, or the mayor, and he's done things for other companies and things. And you're not you're talking about like a whole walnut desk and cabinet that it's costing about fifteen grand to make. He knows what he's talking about, so it's definitely a good you know person to have in your pocket to call up once in a while and be like help. But yeah, besides from that, uh, I did a little fun project with my son. Um, he's big into Pokemon right now, so we went online and found a Pikachu and uh, did a little cutout with a laser, and I painted the pieces and glued it together, and one of the ears are poking up. So, you know, I took one of my a plastic bag and laid it down and put some books on top of it, came back the next morning, and this thing's like, it looked like the picture. I was so proud of it because, like, all the paint has came out, and I take the books off, I take the plastic bag off, and, like, the yellow peeled up from the wood. And I'm like, this it was supposed to be a quick, nice project, you know, to hang in this room, something we did together. And now sitting in the shop because I have to either recut the Pikachu frame, paint it yellow, or pull it up somehow and reaccomplish that. But um, no biggie. I'll make it happen. But uh, it's always something, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> something quick and easy always turns into like a week-long project. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm getting in the shop a little bit more. Um, I had a really good run, hang out with the family, and uh, – like I said, I got a new truck, so new toy there. Very happy with it. With that, I don't know if you guys want to talk about anything else or we can start going into some of the questions that were submitted. We can't hear you there, Nick. You're muted. Yeah, I know. I said, well, Nap got a new truck too, by I know. the way. Okay. So now you guys are twinsies. Well, it's I didn't want to announce it for him. I was going to let him do it. So on that note, I was going to say something before Nick rudely interrupted that uh very gay <laughs> <laughs> so i'm sitting here i'm like okay i got a couple friends uh that are not in texas that have got new vehicles and then josh gets a vehicle he's one of my friends now too i hope maybe acquaintances I'm not sure yet we're still working on that a lot of love letters back he's your own probation buddy i'm on probation okay i'll accept that <laughs> so he gets a nice new truck and i'm like you know what i've been going back and forth on getting a new truck anyway so i go to the dealership i'm like how much would you give me for this and they go Oh, it'd be X of dollars over what you owe. And I'm like, done. So I went looking for a new truck that day and uh, I came back with uh, quite the upgrade. Um, I'm pretty excited to have it. Still the same size bed, but it does come with a free Rhino liner. So I'm pretty excited to get that, uh, which is very, very useful when you have 
lumber in the back of your your bed and you don't have it sliding back and forth on the bottom portion and you're losing it, I mean, you should tie it down anyways. But uh, it yeah, that would be. <laughs> hey, listen. Did they, did they give you guys a full tank of gas? Yeah, absolutely. I wasn't yes, going to leave did. that place without one. That's good. That's good. I bought a car before my first car. I bought a Jeep and they were like, no, sorry, we don't do that. <laughs> I, like, I made it. That thing was on E. I was like, no, man, you're going to put some gas in this thing. Uh, I bought mine during like a hurricane. <laughs> we had tornado weather down here. We actually had a couple touchdown and I'm in a dealership. It went from like, I don't know, it was like dusk and then it turned black downpoured. And then, you know, dusk again. And I'm like, I'm not signing this paper <laughs> until all this passes. So uh, we went through a whole bunch of stuff. And uh, finally, you know, the weather cleared up a little bit. And I'm like, okay, we're good now. <laughs> yeah, that would be your luck that it's the one truck on the lot that the Tree. tornado just picks up. and You sign the paper man. and it just disappears. <laughs> Where'd it go? But uh, yeah, yeah it, it's it's great. It's a big upgrade for me. Uh, my Nissan Rogue was a 2011 you know, basic package. And uh, besides the, you know, automatic windows and, you know, not having to do it by hand, there wasn't too many perks. So uh, getting into this truck, I'm finding something basically new every time I step in. And uh, the fact that I can remotely start it has changed my life. Oh, yeah, man. Welcome to the Dodge family. Oh, yeah, man. We, yeah, that's another thing. We're all, uh, we're all Dodge Ram owners now. And we are not sponsored by Dodge. However, uh, Dodge, if you are interested in sponsoring a woodworking <laughs> podcast, shoot us a email at sawdustnationpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to work with you. Say, so what's funny is the one of the other reasons why I got my new truck was because Nick and I had the same exact truck. Literally the same oh, yeah. truck. The only difference was the yeah, New Jersey plates and a like little, was it like a shelving or storage kit in the back? I literally I got a six foot five inch bed. My bed was longer than his. Not bragging or anything. Oh, okay. But I literally almost got in his truck like five or six times six and it was mine. So Yeah, I've done the same thing to his too. It was just it's just they were Don't like you guys identical. lock your trucks? <laughs> we do. Yeah, but the funny part is though, like we go to pick up our keys to leave and they're right next to each other. It's like we grab the wrong keys. You know, it's just all you know, it just lined up. I got here. I'm a woodworker. He's a woodworker. And then we walk out to the trucks and it's like, what? Did we just become best friends? Yup. Do you guys hold hands now when you do it? Or, <laughs> I mean, we weren't going to say anything, but. But I'm the big spoon. Anyway, long story short, let's get into <laughs> questions. Neff's like, okay. I mean, I'm a cuddler. Let's go. Oh, man. Right. Okay. So Platte Valley Woodworks, he sent us a uh, question during the live. And thank you for that. And uh, basically, he wanted to know, setting up a web page for selling. What's your guys' opinions? What's your experience? Let's lay it on the line for the guy. Mm. I feel like we already answered this question a while ago. Oh, we can hit Did it real we? quick. I, I know. I just remind me of what I said before. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, we all have Etsy or Nap. You don't have Etsy yet, do you? No, that's that's a new development soon. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Um, so web page, um, it depends on what he means by that. Obviously, Etsy isn't too hard to set up. I mean, like I have one, Nick has one, um, step by step. It's all how you, uh, you know, put it out there. Um, I haven't made too many sales on my Etsy, but I honestly believe it's because I haven't spent enough time working it and getting it, uh, 
you know, ironed out. Now, on the other hand, we have a big Etsy seller and his name is Nick. So I'm going to let him kind of take it by the reins and uh, lead it in the right direction here. So Etsy's been very, very good to me. Um, I do find that it's easy to use and it's easy to direct customers towards it, especially if you sell a lot of things on Facebook Marketplace or if you sell a lot of stuff on Craigslist or just online in general. Sometimes people don't want to just send you money via Venmo or send you money, period, because they don't know who you are, obviously. But if they buy through Etsy, or if you direct them to Etsy, A, they're going to pay a little more because, honestly, I'm I'm keeping the same prices, except I just add the fees and stuff into my prices for, mm-hmm. for Etsy purposes. So I'm making the same on every sale, but the customer's paying the extra fees uh, on top of that. Um but they're going to get a guarantee from Etsy that you will fulfill your end of the bargain. And if you don't, they have recourse. So they can they can get their money back and they can report a seller for, for non-shipment. Um, it's very important, though, if you are on Etsy, uh, you need to ship when it says you have to ship by. And you set those dates yourself when you first start uh, your page per item. So uh, let's just say like some items will take me like three weeks to make lead time, right? It might not always be that long, but it has to be done in three weeks in order for me to not be reported as a bad seller. But other items take me like two weeks or a week to do like tumblers or nothing. You know, it's just like 20, 20 minutes to make a tumbler max just because I have to like go get it out of its case and, and, you know, prep the, the light burn software and, and then, the runtime's less than 10 minutes. So, um, but other than that, though, uh, as long as you stay within that time frame as shipping, you're golden. Um, also, reviews are really good. You get to see who reviews you on, on Etsy. And if you have a lot of good reviews, you're going you're gonna to get more business. Mm-hmm. It's just hands down. People look at that kind of thing. Um, even on eBay, it's the same way. Um, but, you know, eBay's not known for people to go buy a bunch of woodworking stuff or I mean, you can buy tools and you can buy some things like mallets, but you're not going to go buy a credenza or, or something on eBay. Well, you might, if it's local pickup, I don't know. Anyway, long story short, Etsy is a great platform. After you get to like a spot where you're big enough to where your business can handle paying for a domain and listing all that stuff, then you can venture out and go to that. But for small business owners, Etsy is, is, is like the, the Amazon for all the knickknacks and paddywhacks that we make. So what about you guys? So uh, we did hit on this a while back, I think like four episodes ago or so. But uh, <clears throat> I was talking to Coffee from Coffee Custom Builds, and uh, I asked him his opinion because he has both. He has Etsy and a web page. And in short, what he told me was Etsy is for everyone. People he doesn't know, people looking for a product, and his webpage is for people like repeat customers or people he talks to personally, like on Instagram or like Marketplace or Messenger, what have you. Anyone that can reach out, he can direct them to his webpage. Um, 
and then Etsy's uh, kind of like the catch for anyone he'll never talk to, like that random, you know, like anniversary gifts from someone across the nation. You know, they're looking for something and they pop up his work and get it ordered that way. So it's really on, you know, how you want to go. Um, I think either one could work, just uh, basically how you market and, you know, word of mouth and all that. Um, I can, I'm going to speak a little for NAP and myself. Word of mouth is basically where I get all my business. Um, once in a while, I'll throw something up on my Etsy, but uh, I've had a lot of work with that. So I, I literally get, like, I had a customer reach out to me going, hey, you know, I was asking about, you know, doing something up for someone leaving the military, and you were referred by four out of five people I talked to. And that's how I get my business. Nap, you're about the same way, correct? Yeah, literally everything I do is word of mouth. Lately, though, uh, honestly, coincidentally, it just seems ever since I've spoken on the podcast and now that I've joined the podcast um, and been going through and updating my Facebook and Instagram and those things, because I wasn't really much of a social media nut as far as posting things and or I would just forget, period. Honestly, you get, you know, doing so many jobs, you kind of forget like, oh, crap, I got to post this. Uh, mm-hmm. But lately, I've been doing lives, been doing this, been doing that. And uh, yeah, literally, I've been getting orders. Like right before our live event, I literally had someone email me, hey, you made me a hat press a while back. Can you make me a cutting board? Like, do you do those? I was like, yeah, of course I do. So <laughs> I get a lot of orders. Like tomorrow, I could have another order for all I know, you know, coming through my messaging. Well, once you start putting yourself out there and people start seeing you work, they'll start reaching out more because, well, they know now that you could do that or they see your capabilities. Um, that's one of the, I mean, this helps obviously because we're on a different platform. Some people might, you know, catch us somehow on a podcast catcher and then reach out to us that way. But, um, through Instagram, I think and Facebook has been my, my best promotion, uh, cause I could do a story and I've had people reach out, Hey, I saw your story, blah, blah, blah. You know, I saw, you know, this sitting, you know, in your shop, can you do one for me? Um, but you know, like anything, you put yourself out there, you know, you're going to get more replies. Glad you're getting more business because of it, man. And honestly, I appreciate y'all because I know when we first started talking about me coming on here, it was like, hey, Nap, you kind of kind of up your game on the social media, kid. And I'm like, okay, fine. So I finally started getting into it a little bit more. I started learning a thing or two from you guys. So I do appreciate you guys helping me out and getting a little more established, if you will. Incoming. <laughs> In the back. <laughs> yeah, man, no problem. Um, I actually been doing a horrible job, but, you know. Summer, I, Nick, Nap, maybe you can speak to this too. Uh, summer seems to be like a very hard time to get in the shop because of the kids. They're not in school, uh, more activities with the family. And uh, I mean, personally, I've been hitting the workshop pretty hard for uh, quite a while. So I haven't really been able to take like a month break and just kind of break out and, you know, do things with them. So I'll be hitting it pretty hard here coming up. I really need to get back in there and finish. I, I got 15 signs to do. <laughs> so I'll be having that going while I'm working on some other stuff. So, Dude, I'm going to tell yeah. you what. Oh, go ahead, Nick. Go ahead, Nick. You even talked for a minute there. No, I mean, 15. Yeah, I know what it's like to be under the gun for all that. You know, you got yeah, deadlines. and it's, Well, mine's a little different get- from you guys. I mean, like, you guys have, like, I don't know, above 50 uh, plaques you're doing. Yeah. I mean. So that that's quite a bit, and between the two of you, it's not only CNC work; it's laser work as well. For me, I don't have to change out the bit; I can literally carve, you know, all fifteen signs, and then go back and, you know, actually cut them out. So, I mean, 
it's it's a little different. I, I use one machine, two bits in total, and then like obviously processing is the same. Um, but I mean, yeah, once you start getting into that groove, you can knock them out. I think last time I did it within three days, I had them finished, ready to go with hangers and everything. Um, but you know, then that's the key. She reached out to me. We've made a deal. I said, look, I'm going to give you a price. That price is based on you coming back to me. If you don't come back to me, well, I lost out, but I'm going to give you a decent price because you're going to continue selling houses because that's your livelihood. And I want you to come back to me because you know what? I rather I rather have a long-term business than a short-term, you know, project for you and then lose your business. So, you know, it, it good. No, it, I mean it just all goes back to that, you know, you can only skin a sheep one time. Yeah. But you can shear it over and over again, right? Pretty much. Well, so. wise words from Nick. <laughs> this is the first I'm time for saying, <laughs> like, let's put it this way. If if so let's just put it this way. If Josh was if he was all about that one time sale and his product was like inferior and he was just trying to get that big bang and then give the customer whatever and then bounce, right? That's you know, customers don't like that. They don't like the getting, they don't like not getting what they pay for. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep. So you, and plus you're doing volume. So when you do volume, you can afford to give them a better deal because obviously absolutely, they're, they're ordering a lot more. And, you know, like naps the same way when we were doing this project here, uh, the, the volume was being messed with by the customer. And obviously the less you get, the more the price is because it's, you know, it's taking time from us and it's like, we actually budgeted time for this project well in advance and we kept getting the runaround. So, you know, we're doing our best to go ahead and accommodate them, but at the same time, make it mm-hmm. worth our while. Cause we're, I mean, like, I know we like the Air Force, but I'm not going to just like go ahead and throw my money away or time away just to give people what they want for for nothing. I mean, when it comes to woodworking, I know some guys who've been in in the service and they do woodworking and they're like their leadership or their their bosses, they just expect them to do stuff for the office or for for people around. It's I'm like it sorry, doesn't work that way. Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, if I was a, a true hobbyist where like I didn't make any sales and it was just like for myself and for family, I still don't think I'd just make it for free for my squadron or unit based on the fact now I'm in charge of paying for, you know, the equipment I'm using for the material I'm using and then all the finishing and all that and time away from other stuff I have to do. Now, I mean, like if they paid you for the material and they gave you time out of the duty day to do it. Okay, a little different, but uh, I'm going to get something from doing that. It's not free. You know what I'm saying? Maybe a one-time-off thing where, like, you know, we forgot Billy because he's been deployed and he just got back and he's about to PCS and it was just a one-off thing. Okay, but I still expect for material cost. Actually, yeah, poor Billy. Um, I don't do anything for my squadron. I haven't reached out to them to do anything. They haven't reached out to me to do anything. And I kind of like it that way because 
when I work with every every other squadron on base, the army, everyone else, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's not someone I have to, you know, show up to work and get questioned every five seconds. You know, did you get this done, that done? I get that with other stuff in my, you know, duty location. It's one of those things, man. Like, you have to make sure you're getting time for you know, money for your time. Because if you're not, it's not worth it. And we've all in this journey have learned what our time is worth. And uh, you just have to, you know, figure that out. And uh, hopefully listening to us on this podcast, you can kind of, you know, figure that out for yourselves because it means different for every single one of us. My time is worth a certain amount. Nap's time is worth a certain amount. And Nick's time is worth what he thinks. So I've, al- I've also seen, though, people try to double dip on the business that they run and being in active duty to where like people are paying them for the plaques and, and for the awards that they make. And then they go ahead and put it on their performance evaluation that they did all this stuff for this particular thing. You can't do that. That's a, no, that's a, that's a huge foul for one for two. Like you can't have it both ways though. Right. You, you gotta have it one way or the other. You're either a making it to donate to someone, so-and-so. And I mean, your squadron can kick in and help pay for the materials, but your time and all that stuff is, is gotta be, it's gotta be donated. Right. And your skill, obviously, but <laughs> you can't have it like to where you're, you're counting that for both. If and you donate, so I, go ahead and use it because now it's community service stuff like that. If, exactly. If, if you get paid for it in any shape or form, it is now business related and should not be on any kind of performance reports. And I say this because I actually did something for the um, Boy Scouts here. They had uh, a person do a whole bunch of plaques for them and they would put patches on it. And basically it was a uh, cutout and then a bunch of laser stuff. And they're like, hey, you know, we know you have a Glowforge, this, that, and the other thing. Can you do it for us? I'm like, absolutely. And I donated my time and the materials and everything to them because, A, it's the Boy Scouts. You know what I'm saying? I did like four of these things, four or five. And, uh, you know, I I, I I charge for my time on the laser and for some of the materials I use normally if I was doing it for anyone else. But – I couldn't see charging these people. You know what I'm saying? They're going to give it mm-hmm. to a bunch of kids that worked their butt off to achieve this. And I, I, I did put that in my performance report because I donated, you know what I'm saying, so many hours to produce this. Time, product. materials, all that stuff. But it was a community service thing. It, that's what it was yeah. related to. So um, I kind of – I've been in that position before. So I, I made it abundantly clear when I first started this stuff to my unit that like, look guys, I'm not doing anything pro bono mm-hmm. unless I come out and tell you this is going to be on the house because I'm, you know, for whatever reason. Right. Yeah. Um, and it worked out great that way. We, nobody ever got it twisted. And when people start getting it twisted, that's when things start getting weird. You know, people mm-hmm. start looking at you like, Oh, well he made this for so-and-so, but not for me and whatever. So I try to stay away from that, keep that whole drama away from it. It's all business to me. That's but why I, I did keep end it up making something. Well, I did end up making something for uh, one of the uh, commanding officers leaving. Um, I was paid for it. However, I turned around and donated that money to to the booster club. So it was it. The reason that I had to get paid for it was because they were contracting me or like basically paying me for it. 
uh, because they had to. They mm-hmm. couldn't just accept a gift of that magnitude. So that's when I turned around and donated the money to the booster club and, you know, it benefited the squadron. So it, it, in the end, it ended up turning out to be something like not community service, but uh, more of a donation. But at the end of the day, it was that one, that was like the only time I think I've ever done that is when that happened. So not that any of our listeners really care, but uh, <laughs> well, no, I, mean, I think it's important to draw a line, and I think it kind of goes on the line with like a lot of the stuff we talk about because you know this podcast we started to follow our journey so other people can learn from us. We're not experts. We're you know we're not out there you know doing this for twenty years. You know we started from scratch. We worked our way up. You know we're probably like starters, middle of the road kind of guys right now, and I think that's one of the reasons people listen is because they can relate. And I think this is an important part because I know there's, you know, woodworkers out there that follow us. We talk to almost daily that do a lot of workplace projects. And uh, one particular individual, he's done a lot of them for almost free. I mean, like, I think he's charged, but he's not charging nearly enough for his time and effort because he's getting good. He's getting good real fast. And uh, I think it's important for people to realize, like, you know, get some money for your time. It, it, this, this, any kind of job, any kind of hobby you start doing for money, it will get old. It will get harder to get yourself back in the shop for a lot. If you don't have a, a reason, if you're not getting paid, um, because there's been times where I did not want to do a project, but then I remember like, Hey, this money's going to go to a sander. I'm going to get back in there. You know what I'm saying? And get this knocked out. So, I mean, I think it's important to take away to just realize, like, time is money. I don't know. If, if there was a bit of advice I was given uh, by older worker, is that if <laughs> if this profession, and it's not from it's not from who you think, uh, okay. if if this profession or hobby were easy, everyone would do it. Yeah, absolutely. I told I told someone the other day uh, when I was actually working on the plaques, I was like, dude, woodworking is not for the lazy. I'll tell you that right now. It, it is just what it is. Like there are times like where you say it's hard to get back in the shop or like where you haven't taken time off. I'm going to tell you what, like I've gone and hung out with Nick uh, at the pool with his kid and my kid just to take a breather from the shop. Uh, last this last weekend, I didn't touch the shop Friday or Saturday. I had to spend time with my son on Friday and my wife was at work. And then Saturday we went to the zoo. I was like, it's about time I like I need to take a break. Like I know what I can handle, I know what I can get accomplished in a few hours. So I'll push this to the evening. I'm gonna go hang out with my family. Cause don't get me wrong, money's great, word working's great, but that'll always be there. Mm-hmm. You and know? that's that's a good takeaway because like there's a again, a, no, a number of people out there, they get burnt out and they start making mistakes, and mistakes cost money. Like I, I really ever think the money because well that's what it basically will come down to eventually. I mean, but if you're not taking care of yourself in some way or fashion, if that's money or if that's taking care of your family, taking time, it's not going to be worth it. You're not going to be able to withstand the test of time and continue doing this. I do have one more point to speak to on this though. Uh, and it has to do with the business side of things. Like, so for when, you know, you're charging what you think your time is worth and materials, and mm-hmm. so and so, right? 
but recently, I don't know if you guys saw the uh, Foot Locker I completed uh, the other day. I ended yeah, up I giving it to the customer. It's on my Instagram if you haven't seen it. But um, so I gave that to them relatively cheap. So that's, I mean, that box took me a while to figure it out. And there was a lot of like, you know, rear end pain to deal with that box but i did it anyway i didn't make any money off of it but in the end this is where i'm i'm talking about like a return on investment in the end i'm gonna get more business from that unit that i Mm -hmm. that i sold that box to because i worked with them i told them what i wanted to do um they told me what they were wanting and i told them what i wanted to do and I told them that I would be willing to, you know, accommodate their budget if I could build it the way I wanted to build it. And they definitely were on board with that. And they're like, you know, if you knock this out of the park or whatever, if you're good with this, then we will con- consistently send you. My dog is going nuts. <laughs> like we will consistently send you more business because we have people always leaving and getting awards and all that stuff. And that's that's where your money's at, especially with the military folks. Absolutely, yep. there's it's a it's sick cyclical. Every year, people are retiring, people are moving, people are promoting. It's it's one giant money engine, and I hate to talk about woodworking like it's a like it's just money driven, but at the end of the at the end of the day, this is what we're doing it for is to get paid because we're getting really good at what we do. And we're sharing our, we're sharing our gift with everybody else for money. I mean, I mean, like you say, like it's not the end all be all. But I'm gonna tell you what. Where do they think? And I hate when customers do this. And I'm sure many of my listeners, many listeners out there, can you know relate. Oh, you're too expensive. Okay, well, let me explain something to you. Let me tell you how much these tools cost, how much my time costs, and everything else that goes into this. You're taking time from my family, you're, you know, all these things are factors, right? So at the end of the day, yes, we need to make money to pay for the stuff we have in our garages. The stuff don't come free. Nick didn't Mm-mm. get a saw stop for free. All right. And if you don't know what a saw stop is, well, you may want to go look it up, but at the same, I just want to let you guys know that my CNC helped pay for my saw stop. Anyway. Hey, if you're looking at getting a CNC and that's, and at the, but then at the end of the day, the overall message is we have to pay for our stuff somehow. Yes, there's initial investment business ways. You know, you always start with your own money, but eventually the business has got to run itself somehow. Yes, right? absolutely. Yep. But yes, we are sharing ourselves. We're sharing our gift with everybody. And, you know, I say it's a gift and I know Josh is laughing. I'm not quite sure why, but we share ourselves gift. and we share our gift. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got you. There. <laughs> Maybe not ourselves, but our gift. There we go. Um, there we go. And I, I don't mean to retrace steps, but you guys were into it, and I didn't want to really like be like, "Oh, here's my story." But just to touch on like the free stuff and the shop stuff. So mm-hmm. my, my cat, you know, the place I work at, they they've asked me for things, and of course they ask you for cheap, whatever the case may be. Now I've made my return on investment for other things based off of that, but I have donated some of my time. Uh, you know, you have those very unfortunate events, if you will, and uh, I ended up having to make a, a special hat case for a military training instructor that it passed, you know, and okay. I was yeah. like, it's one of those things. I'm just like, like your boy scouts. Right. And it's, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, you don't feel right charging them for that. 
I'm like, just give me the materials and I'll do everything else. Just let's just go that way. Yeah. You know? I mean, those harsh string things, the moral code, whatever you want to talk about. I, yeah. I recently had a uh, customer, a long-term customer, uh, just PCS. And two days before he left, he asked me to do some for him. It was simple. It was a laser engraving on his mallet that I made him. It was legit like like we're friends. We're like, hey, man, keep in touch. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, be contacting you for other stuff. You can ship, right? And it was like, I was sad to see the guy leave. Like, I spent a lot of time talking to him. I did things for his family. I did things for, uh, you know, his workplace. Like, you get to know these customers and, like, big life changes. You know what I'm saying? What's a little time on my laser to give him something else to remember this space by? You know? And that's just how it is, you know? Yep. That's how the cookie crumbles. That's how the way the cookie crumbles. It's a double-sided sword here, too, because community before competition is a huge deal. Um, Like, all three of us, right? All three of us here, we make similar items, but we don't particularly make the same exact thing. And we sure as heck don't make it the same way. Now, I'll give you the... Me and Nap, we we did this collaboration together where we are making everything the same way because we want it to look like it came from, like, it's all uniform. But at the end of the day, um, we're not out to cut each other's throats. It is about the money, Mm-mm. but we're not about to cut each other's throats because we resource, we use ourselves. Like, I use Josh, I use Nap, I use other people in the community as resources when I have problems or I have an issue that I can't get over that mental hump to figure out myself. And sometimes picking up the phone and calling another maker or another woodworker and just saying, Hey man, how in the heck did you do this? Yeah. You know, is, is just the, obviously it's not like the first thing I do every time. Cause there's all a whole bunch of other resources we use, but um, we use each other to advance our, our businesses and whether we like it or not, there is a little bit of each of us inside of each of our businesses. I don't know. Maybe two inches of my me inside of Nap's business. Oh, okay. But, uh, he had about three of mine, but it's fine. Um. <laughs> but, like, and that just goes to show you, it's all about the community. So, um, if you are a maker, you are one of our brothers or, or sisters, and we do whatever we can. That's why we answer questions on the podcast. You know, we, mm-hmm. we, if we, if we didn't do this, if we didn't like feel this way, if we got a question, we'd be like, yeah, I get bent. It's cool. <laughs> Figure it out. Read a book. Suck it, nerd. Well, I mean, come on. When we first started and we got an Instagram, I, I remember the, like, we, I've talked about this before in here, like asking a question to someone else was hard because you don't want to ir- irritate them. You know what I'm saying? Like you just, you didn't know how to go about it. But once you start asking and you start realizing this woodworking community is just so open in the fact that you can ask questions, get an answer and like just work with people, you know, to get things done. It's, it's great. I mean, like, think of it. We got three different businesses here. We do a podcast together. We share our experiences, our projects. We call each other, we text each other, what have you. And like, it's all making us move forward. We're not, I mean, the, there's competition throughout the entire thing because of the different skills and stuff we have, but it's not competition of getting one over anyone else. And that's what we're trying to convey to everyone here is basically 
we're a community, you have a question, you have something you want to talk about, let us know, you know, send that question in, let us talk, you know, give our two cents or two inches and basically let you know what what we think about it. What was it? Well, don't we have other questions to ask? Speaking of questions, we kind of went off in the rabbit hole and on a tangent. No, we we do. I just want to plug one more thing real quick about this community before competition. So there is a program run by by Mike from Veteran Woodco. I don't think it's I think he's a conglomerate with other makers he is. in the community. Yeah. If you head over to Veteran Woodco, his uh um what do you call it, Instagram page, it's at Veteran Woodco. Um, check it out, his link tree. There's a community before competition t shirt you can buy. Um, and the proceeds from that t shirt go towards uh disabled woodworkers um or disabled makers. Uh, recently they just they just hooked a gentleman up with a saw stop mm-hmm. from the proceeds due to um you know due to that individual being severely disabled so um and he he couldn't you know he was he was doing things unsafely and that's why they hooked him up with the saw stop so just keep that in mind um if you're looking for a t-shirt head on over to See Mike at Veteran Woodco. Honestly, those t-shirts are awesome. If you go to his page, click in his link tree, go to his store. I think it's the last page, the bottom t-shirt. That's where you're going to link. We can also add it to our our description. That way you can click right on it and go right to it. Um, If you're looking to, you know, do support anything, go ahead and support this one. But with that, we do have one more question and which one are you just I think Nap should read his from uh it's in the email, I believe, right? Yeah. Yeah, I forget right. I forget so, the name though. All right, boys. So we got a question from Buster Cherry. <laughs> and the question goes, boys. All right, we okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> just read the question, Nap. <laughs> Do boys, it. I got a question for the podcast this week. I hate you guys so much. All right. Okay. Rewind. Rewind. So the question is from a Buster Cherry. It's uh, boys. <laughs> you guys are killing me. All right. I got a question for the podcast this week. Do you stock up on lumber in large quantities or do you buy it a little at a time for each project? Also, will you direct customers to certain types of wood? Cheers, Buster. Well, Buster. Thanks for writing in. Uh, I'll tell you what. I like to have lumber on hand. So I I don't buy large quantities because I'm not a very rich man. However, I try to get enough to sustain myself for at least two to three weeks before I have to go back to the lumber yard. Just based off of, you know, the history and what tr- what's trending and what people are ordering. But anyway, how about you there, Josh? Well, yeah, um, same. Basically, uh, I will keep in stock the things I know I'm going to use because I use on multiple projects or different types of wood that uh, I like using. Uh, but, uh, you know, stocking up is definitely wallet-driven, especially nowadays. And uh, it used to be because of, you know, transportation. But, uh, yeah, you know, about the same. Ditto. So, Nap, what do you think about Buster Terry's question? Well, other than I couldn't keep a straight face, but you know, uh, let's see. I like to I like to get large quantities here. Large quantities, be the thick stuff, the thin stuff, more thick than thin. I like to be able to plane it down a little bit, you know. 
But uh, no, I like to get cherry, walnut, maple, purple heart sometimes. Nick gave me a piece of his purple heart once. And uh, yeah. I did. <laughs> it was payment. It was payment. Gave- it was very much payment. You know what? Oh, yeah. He likes giving that out. I got some of his too. Oh, you. No. So, yeah, like, I'm not going to just, like, have somebody come over and, and do something for me for free. I'm going to pay him in some way. You know what I mean? So, I hooked him up with some Purple Heart. Yeah, come to think of it, you like giving a lot of wood out. Mm-hmm. I give a lot of wood away. I gave you some curly maple. I know you did. I made a mallet with that for you. Yep, and you gave it back to me. So, uh, yeah, I think that ends our questions for this week. Thank you, Buster Cherry, for writing in. And, uh, well, let's go right into our sponsors there, Nickel Boy. All right. Uh, We want to thank Total Boat. Total Boat has amazing epoxy, outstanding varnish, and Wunderbar wood filler. Check them out at www.totalboat.com or hit them up on that big IG at Total Boat. And if you want a 10% off promo code, you should DM us here over at the Sawdust Nation podcast on Instagram or shoot us an email uh, and we will go ahead and give you that 10% promo code. And last but not least, JTEC Photonics. Uh, Hit them up, jtechphotonics.com for that diode laser experience for any CNC, well, most CNCs. Um, You can go ahead and Buy it. They'll send it out located here in Texas. Uh, Jay over there has fantastic customer service. So if you ever have any problems with anything, he will get you squared away. And when you go over there, you tell him Nick sent you. And last but not least, I want to thank our patrons. I think I said last but not least twice now, but not least least our patrons from our Patreon. You guys keep this podcast moving. Let me tell you, we're movers and we're shakers. And with your support, it keeps us shaking and moving all over the time, all over the all over the uh, the airwaves. So, uh, Josh, how do we get a hold of the folks here at Sawdust Nation Podcast? Well, that's a very good question, and I'm glad you sent it to me because I can definitely answer that for you. So, if you'd like to get a hold of one of us, you can go ahead and contact us at our Instagram pages, and those are Nick from MPG Creations, Naps Nutty Works from Nap, and myself, Josh from North Country Woodworking. Still got to work again, man. We're working on it. <laughs> you're good, you're and, good. It's Naps Naughty Works LLC, oh, bro. Oh, excuse me. LLC. Make sure you type that in or you will not find him. And then you can go ahead and email us at sawdustnationpodcast at gmail.com. And then if you really want. But wait, Josh. There's more. What happens, what happens if they want to give us a review on Apple? Well. You see here, you go on and you get to review us on Apple Podcasts. You can give us five stars. And if you don't, my cat will come and get you. Exception. Nick is not allowed. And moving on. What is Nick not allowed to do? I have a history with cats. Rate us because the last. I have a, <laughs> I have a feline fetish, man. No, <laughs> I can't oh do this. Oh, my God. I can't. Oh. Uh. <clears throat> but, yeah, I don't like. Okay, listen, listen, folks. These two have lost it. I just want to say thanks to these guys for having me on, and honestly, permanently or however long they decide to keep me. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know if I did so hot tonight, but realistically, take care of each other, folks. You never know when your fellow makers need it. Uh, never shun them away. Answer the questions when they got them. Outside of that, Josh, close this up, man. Your signature close up. Well, 
Oh, Nick needs to talk. If you don't let him talk, man. I'm going to give him that warm mouth hug right now. You ready? (laughs) Here we go. Take care of yourselves and each other. And until next time, Sawdust Nation out. And like... Oh, wait. I took your line, Josh. That's okay. I'll ignore it. Like any time. I hope you guys are in the shop. You're in your car. You're in the kitchen. And you can turn us on and listen to the sweet melody of us laughing and talking about wood. And uh, make sure you go make some sawdust in your shop. Sawdust Nation out. (laughs) Hey, uh, by the way, uh, today when I was instructing the students... Uh, I gave my Sawdust Nation out <laughs> outro. I said, take care of yourselves and each other. Till t- next time. Oh, there'll be some editing this time around. <laughs> Listen, boys. I'm going to tell you what. I Buster. had to question until I saw you two at the corner of my eye just freaking roll. I was like, no. I had it. <laughs> you said... You sounded like you said Buster <laughs> Cherry. But it was Buster Cherry. Come on. It's oh, Buster. Barry Cherry. Not Buster. That's right. It's Mr. Barry McCockiner's brother, Bear- Buster Cherry. <laughs> <laughs>